hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast here on Twitch and also on Anchor. I am JR. He is Nef Kanak. How you doing, sir? It got warm today. Actually, warm? pleasantly so, I must say. Ooh, okay. It's not too bad around here. I mean, it was a little breezy and a lot of uh, blue birds flying around uh, in the news today. <laughs> Yeah, as I said to you off-air, it's like, don't give billionaires billions. They just spend money on goofy crap. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, $44 billion so that he can shut down the account of the kid tracking his private plane. Mm. But, uh, yes, so that's why I kind of have a little nature background. When we started, uh, Neff thought I had suddenly become a Blue Jays fan. Which I said would get him, you know, in his neck of the woods promptly, you know. Yep. Hung by his neck. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, not denying it either, folks. <laughs> um, welcome, everybody, watching us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And also joining us on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. We have finally switched the podcast over to OBS, which we've been talking about doing for quite some time. However, when we play Mario Kart later, that's still going to be on Streamlabs because OBS isn't set up on my laptop just yet. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, setting up software. Oh. <laughs> um, a special welcome to all of our chat viewers, um, including Kaldith. Uh Kaldith had a passing in his family recently, so our condolences to you, Kaldith, for your loss. Long-time follower and supporter of Extreme Anime Radio. Uh, also wanted to pass along real quick um, some news that uh, Junji reported earlier and also confirmed by Umi a little while ago that um, another person who has been around Extreme Anime Radio for a very long time, Alva, host of Analog, right now um, is in the hospital. So um, we hope that you will join us in sending... Good vibes in Alva's direction uh, for a quick and speedy recovery. So, Neff, uh, yes, if you had $44 billion, would you buy Twitter? No. <laughs> for $44 billion, I could think of a lot smarter things to do with that money. Or, you know, and I mean, it's not as if $44 billion is even going to, like, that's like pocket change. You know, for him, for Elon, Elon Musk. Basically, that's his couch, couch cushion money. Mm. And he's using it to buy the bird site. I, just, I, I don't get that. But, you know, I think billionaires are wired differently upstairs than everybody else. I mean, that's why they're billionaires. Mm. And, and now we're seeing all these memes show up on social media. What to do? For $44 billion, JR could restart the... No. Well, for $44 billion, yes, you pretty much could. Well, uh, I, I would have to hire some lawyers and some uh, DJs and some promoters. I would that would be a full-fledged <laughs> empire. Well, $44 billion, yeah, it pretty much would be. I mean, you could basically end up, you know, with a couple of channels on uh, that particular satellite service, which I'm not going to mention because they don't pay me to mention them. Oh, you're not serious, are you? I should XM you out for that. <laughs> now, if we use it in that language, it's okay, right? Well, we're not promoting that service. 
Well, um, so uh, yeah, I, like I said, we we could probably fire up like uh, you know uh, some of the the new uh, online only channels that they could offer. Would you like to have '80s anime music? Would you like to have '90s anime music? Would you like to have 2022 anime music? Or would you just like to have whatever came before J-pop? You could basically have a channel that's like DJ's Choice. Listen at your own risk. (laughs) Um, And also, Flex, uh, recently resubscribed on Prime, 15 months. Thank you very much. JR could even stream anime itself. Hmm. Well... I can't remember how much did uh, Sony buy Crunchy and Funi for. It wasn't forty-four billion. No, it was a lot less than that. I think. All the ideas that just went through my head, <laughs> and all the fines we could pay if we could actually pull something off like that. Well, hey, if you do it nice and legal, like you know, you pay off the lawyers, et cetera. That's still you'd still have a lot left over. To be honest, I mean, you know, forty-four billion is a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would pay off my car. I would pay off the house. Um, and the first pay off thing... your car, GR, you could buy a dealership. Never mind, you know. <laughs> Hell, you could buy a, a, a nice chunk of any of the major auto manufacturers if you wanted to with yeah. $44 billion. But my, my philosophy is just the same as if I would have won the lottery one day. Um Hire lawyers, hire professionals to take care of the rest of my life, and then sign the ticket, give it to the lottery, hop on a private jet, and hide somewhere in the middle of the United States or Canada. Maybe I can hide off in Banff. Yeah, but depends on the time of year. You might find it a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I'll go to Banff in January. <laughs> Yeah, and they'll fire thought out maybe by March. <laughs> I could write and produce anime itself. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a tall task. I was going to say writing and producing, that's, that's too much work. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, some people do know that with regards to Extreme Anime Radio, I'm doing a little bit of writing and producing right now as we speak, but I'm not prepared to say anything about that just yet. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Neff, on the topic of Crunchyroll, I did mm. want to try to catch up a little bit on some anime before I came on the show tonight. So I watched episode number five, finally, of my dress-up darling, mm-hmm. which is when our wonderful couple actually goes out to the cosplay um, convention at the last minute. And uh, have all sorts of wonderful times over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot and of fan service, into... too. Yeah, I know that. Well, no, 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 no. I was going to say it runs into the number one thing that all cosplayers forget about the first time they cosplay. Taking care of themselves in, in weather conditions? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, take it from someone who ended up in wet velour in a thunderstorm. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, 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 or, that was not fun. <laughs> wet velour smells like pretty much, you know, wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I saw that, and then I saw a new MAPPA anime. You're familiar with the studio MAPPA? M-A-P-P-A? I've heard of them. I thought they did one season of Attack on Titan, I think. Okay. MAPPA, well, let's see some of the wonderful things they've done. Uh, Kids on the Stone. uh, Kids on the Stone. Kids on the Slope. I was going to say, wait a minute, that's a new one on me. (laughs) Well, depending on where you are in the country, you might see a lot of Kids on the Stone right now. Oh, boy. Um, Kids on the Slope. Shinichiro Mm -hmm. Watanabe. Uh, that was MAPPA's first, uh, one of their first uh, major projects. And then they went uh, to the sequel of Hajime no Ippo, I believe. So that's how I remember them. Um, and then they've also done uh, Punchline. Oh, a little something called Yuri on Ice. So just, you know, very random yeah, just... anime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the name of this anime is Dance, Dance, Danceur. And there have been several ballet animes that have come up uh, in recent years. Obviously, Princess Tutu. Uh, Ride Back has a little bit of a relation to ballet. Yuri on Ice has a little bit of a relation to ballet. So I guess it kind of makes sense that the production studio behind Yuri on Ice is behind this anime now. Well, they, they seem to be stuck on a theme there. Oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, this is about a... Um, a male protagonist who was uh, fascinated one day at watching a male dancer dance ballet uh, when he was a young kid. And then uh, he thought that from that point on, he was going to grow up and become a male ballet dancer. And then his father, who um, he really idolized, um, who was a stunt, um, I guess a stunt double person, uh, dies of a heart attack. So now he's the only uh, male person in the family besides uh, mother and sister. So he sort of has to take over this role. And he feels after his uh, dad's untimely passing that um, he uh, can uh, go- get more of a macho attitude. So he gives up ballet um takes up a more macho attitude and look towards life and picks up in the spirit of his late father Jeet Kune Do which is the martial art that Bruce Lee made popular um mm. all of a sudden um he's dragged into a ballet school run by his uh, one of his classmates and also happens to be uh one of his crushes um, and he's like, I saw how you spun in class the other day. That's totally a ballet move, not a Jeet Kune Do move. And you should totally sign up for ballet. And uh, so he gets into the situation with her and um, this person's mother, who is the ballet studio teacher. Um, and it becomes a situation where... He's living his life. He's taking Jeet Kune Do. He's hanging out with the guys. He's doing soccer and whatnot. But he didn't uh, have the spark that he felt when he saw this male ballet dancer when he was a kid. And now um, they're trying to convince him, um, the student and 
her mother, who runs the ballet studio, to uh, pursue ballet um, for good. But now, as the first episode ends, the, he has to ask himself, does he really want to give up pretty much his entire life and focus on ballet? And then there's a little bit of a rivalry that's a teaser for the next episode, and that's where I left off. Hmm. Interesting. So um, I like to see how this one turns out. So I think uh, between this and my dress-up darling, I think I'm in a good spot right now uh, catching up on some anime. Oh, and wait a minute. In a couple of days, Comey Can't Communicate is finally releasing over here. Well, one episode at a time, remember, so it's going to be like drip, drip, drip. Uh, (laughs) We have a switch, Sarah, so I'm going to switch that now. Thank you, Flax. Um, so what do you think, uh, Neff, of the, uh, anime you're watching lately? I know, uh, Spy X Family is kind of all the rage these days. Yeah, I, I haven't actually wanted to watch another episode. What I did do, though, is catch up on the manga, or at least start it. Okay. And it hits one of the tropes that I absolutely have grown to detest over the years. Mm-hmm. The Siscon. Because... Yori Forger's brother, Yuri, is a Siskon. Mm. Is also the head of the secret police <laughs> of the country where they're from. Uh-huh. See, but he's the head of the secret police, or I should say part of the secret police, but he doesn't know what his sister do- actually does for a living. Hmm. And to top it off, I just finished a chapter where... Yora's trying to learn how to cook because basically what she cooks is pretty much lethal to mm. anybody else other than herself. Right. And so she's trying to learn how to cook. She's at a co-worker's place trying to learn. And what she produces, like the drawing of it, is just like so revolting. You're like going, I wouldn't touch that with a 30-foot pole. Hmm. And Hugh, his bro- her brother showing up, you know, fawning all over her, which, again, yeah. But then, you know, turns around and goes, oh, you cooked? Great! And just chowing down like nobody's business. <laughs> now, the co-worker and her husband, who are watching this, is going, that looks disgusting. How's he doing? It can't be that bad. One of them tries it and, like, literally drops over, you know, like, stunned dead Ooh. from the, 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 the production. And it's like... Oh, boy. We've seen that constantly in the shows we've watched before, making uh, making foods. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's it's sort of like going, okay, I, I know that the bad food trope is, you know, around and around and around. Mm-hmm. That's why Food Wars was so refreshing. At least 99% of the time, the food looked good <laughs> and taste, allegedly tasted good. I mean, there were Soma's experiments, mind you, mm-hmm. most of which would be against the Geneva Convention. But <laughs> let's not re- remind ourselves of, you know, strawberry-flavored squid. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Just no. So there's that. Call of the Night. I've gotten the latest volume of that. I started it, and then I got distracted. Now, that's getting an anime as well. That's going to be a vampire one that I might actually watch because I don't think it goes quite as dark. Okay. Some of the other vampire animes have. Although, right now, there's an interesting plot going on where it's just like in the latest volume where you're just like going, 
Ooh, that's that would explain why this one character, you know, treats this other character like, you know, gum on their shoe mm. and tries to get rid of them with vim and vinegar and viciousness. You say vampire so. anime, and I automatically think of Tsukiyomi Moonface. Well, there's that. There's Helsing. Yeah. Uh, there's Karin. Uh, Karin. Yeah. Yes, Rosarian Vampire. A uh, whole whole whack of them. Oh, yeah. And uh, then there was the one where the vampire girl goes to Mars or something. I can't remember that one. But that one's fairly new. I haven't gotten to that yet. My to watch pile is just insane. The only <laughs> problem is, like I say, right now it's sports ball time, and it's like anime sports ball, anime sports ball. Yeah. How about I split the difference and read manga while watching sports ball? That's about, <laughs> that's about how it goes. <laughs> I actually looked at some of the animes that are in release right now, and there was another one that caught my eye, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, I think it's called Love and World Domination. Love After World Domination. Oh, yeah, that one. I, w- I mean, check that one out. Basically, imagine if the Power Rangers and an attractive Rita Repulsa, one of them got together. <laughs> That's essentially what, what Love After World Domination <laughs> you know, reminds me of. It's just like, oh, dear God, blink, blink. And it doesn't help, like, the... The male protagonist is like the quote-unquote Red Ranger. Who throughout every of, you know, the Sentai shows I've ever seen is the one that is, you know, virtuous, strong, and smart like Sack of Hammers. <laughs> I mean, find me a version where he isn't, where they aren't, you know, virtuous, strong, and smart as a Sack of Hammers, and that'd be a nice change. Zordon is uh, turning over in his vacuum chamber, I guess, at the side of this. Zordon at this point has pulled the flush lever and is going down the drain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but yeah, that is also on my list as well. So looking forward to that um, in the midst of uh, everything that is going on. Um, I just moved to another workplace for the next couple of months uh, where my job takes me to. And it is right next to the UBS arena. So now I've seen from the outside uh, what everything looks like. Everything looks nice and neat, which is uh, which is a good thing. Uh, the area could use the facelift uh, over so many years. And this is probably just one of the initial stages. Everything looks nice. I still haven't gone into the arena, but my um, my one of my coworkers who's an Islander fan is like, well, if you're not doing anything around the end of the week, the Islanders have their final two home games because I, I guess they got eliminated last week. Yeah, yeah. So, I, said, I want you to go there for one reason. Okay. The blue and orange burger. I want you to buy that thing. I want you to eat that thing, and I want you to actually videotape and or picture yourself eating that thing. Because I showed you... When a host from our hockey prog- programming up here ate one of those things. And I just went, oh, the look alone would just make me just, no, just back away quickly. <laughs> Never mind, slowly. I don't know. Um, I, um, he, he said that if I want to get tickets, I should wait until the day of, and then they'll just drop to the floor in price necessarily surprise me because, of course, you know, with the Islanders being eliminated, 
about the only thing they could do, depending on who they're facing, is maybe play spoiler for position for the other teams, because everybody else is pretty much set where they are, except for, you know, right. those slime bags in Vegas, which, you know, <laughs> if there's any justice in the world, they'll be on the outside looking in, too. Right. Well, so, but we shall see. Um, so later in the week, they're playing the Capitals and the Lightning, and those were um, two make-up dates... Um, that they're making up because, I guess, of COVID protocols earlier in the season. Okay, and of the two, the one that'll probably be busier would most likely be Washington because it's closer. Yeah. So, but then again, the Lightning, the Islanders, ooh. (laughs) I think there's going to be a blue and orange smear on the ice. It ain't going to be a burger that's thrown from the cheap seats. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I may, I may consider going there, just watching the beginning, maybe the first period or two, and then hightailing it, because I have, uh, what is it, on Saturday, I have a, a 12 or 13 hour work shift or something like that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Meanwhile. Yeah. Up here. I found out I could get a playoff ticket. Oh. Except, take a wild guess at how much. One playoff ticket and accessible seating in the 100s is going for. All right. Um, let's think Canadian dollars here. Yes, Canadian, uh, Canadian, Canadian beavers. Do I hear $100? Higher. $200? Higher. $400? Higher. $600? Lower. $500? 500? 532 Canadian. Wow. For one accessible seat. <laughs> and I said to the guy who pointed out to me, I said, but that would buy a lot of beer. Exactly. And, I, and I'd be home, and I wouldn't be fighting traffic. And, you know, if the game goes badly, I wouldn't be going, I just blew $532 to watch this, you know, flaming poo. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, no, no, I can't do it. You, you... Go ahead. If it would have been if it would have been three hundred dollars, I might have bit. But five hundred and thirty two? No. No, no, no. You you can probably get yourself your, your own uh another fancy beer tap for your apartment for that price. For that price, I could wander over to the uh bar slash restaurant across the road you know of. And for five hundred and thirty dollars, they would be like throwing me out the door because I'd be so sloshed and I'd be crawling home like with my, by my teeth, you know. Arr, arr, oh no, because <laughs> I'm trying to get home. Oh geez, and stagger across the street, everything. <laughs> yeah, really, stagger across the street. Lights? I don't care about no lights. I'm crossing anyway. Woof. <laughs> All my bones broken. Feel nothing. Let's do it again. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see, uh, just to touch up, uh, an anime you're watched before, Kaguya-sama Lovers War has a new season two, right? Yep, season three, the dub is just starting, I believe, and Mm -hmm. that's a show where really you have to watch the dub because the dialogue just flies if you're watching the sub, like you're just doing this and eventually, you know, you're going to have your eyeballs fall out one, one side, one the other. That's why I felt like when watching my dress-up drawing, just seeing what they translated on the screen. Yeah. that Again, that's another one where it's like, 
The dub is perfectly fine, mm-hmm. and you don't have to try and read a zillion lines of dialogue, a zillion lines of translated signs. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> I could get it myself a suite for the hockey game, uh, Flax. I don't know. $500? Probably not in Toronto. Maybe Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's because they're not in the playoffs either. (laughs) (laughs) And their new 5,000-seat arena for the next three years. I've seen the prices. They're insane. Oh, that's right. What are they doing? uh, They're building another arena in downtown, I think, downtown Phoenix. Okay. So in the meantime, they're camping out at an athletic, like, uh, university's, uh, I think it's... uh, uh, State University, uh, Arizona State University. Okay. Yeah. They, they're refurbing their uh, rink, right. which is only 5,000 seats, and running the team out of that. And the best part is the Players Association wasn't too thrilled with this because there are, of course, minimum standards for mm-hmm. uh, NHL arenas now. Yeah. And um, leagues like, meets minimum standards. Tough. <laughs> you, you should do what they uh, they should do what the uh, Chicago Bears did. Uh, they went to the University of Illinois. <laughs> well, that kind of made a bit more sense because the University of Illinois at least had a decent sized stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, five thousand seats for a hockey game, you know, a professional hockey game, mind you, not a you know, right. is kind of yikes. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, not kind of. It is yikes. <laughs> but again. Knowing the way they're playing, it's perfectly acceptable for them to be in a yikes arena because they're playing like yikes. <laughs> but there has to be a, maybe a, a little side bucket list there. See the uh, see Soldier Field up close before uh, the Bears move over to Arlington Heights. Well, actually, speaking of uh, bucket list, uh, somebody on the hockey Reddit uh, just just uh, reported having finished over the last three seasons all 32 arenas huh. over the last three years wow uh, that, and that includes the covid interruption so you know it was like wow mm-hmm. and then he's reporting on which you know arenas he found you know to be the most lively the most not so lively take a wild guess which he found to be the least lively Scotiabank. bingo <laughs> but here, here's the one you won't guess what was the other one he called least lively? Uh, Barclay Center. Nope. MSG. MSG. Mm. Yep. And, and I'm going, I didn't think it was that, you know, dead when we went. But then again, maybe it's because I'm used to Scotiabank where it's like, everybody politely claps. Yes. And in the, in the lower bowl, they don't show up until five minutes into the period because they're all, you know, busy scarfing sushi and beer. <laughs> you know, the, the hoity toys. Yeah. God. <laughs> um, in the hockey world, there was a big loss. Um, the flower, Guy uh, Damien Lafleur. D. Lafleur. D. Lafleur. Yes. Well, and the I- irony is, it was literally a week after the passing of Mike Bossy. Mm. And it was just like, wow. And the thing is, Montreal has a love affair with their star hockey players. Oh, yeah. Now, they can turn on them, you know, and for a time they did on Guy Lafleur mm. when Guy basically had had enough 
and walked away from the Canadians, retired actually for three seasons, you know, because he didn't want anything to do with the management at the time, which ironically enough included the coach who was his old centerman hmm. when he was playing. Wow. So he came back, he played for the Rangers, and a brief stint with the Quebec Nordique before finally retiring, I believe it was 85. Mm. The trick was, though, that, again, if you're a star once in Montreal, you, you tend to become part of the fabric, and Guy very much did. Mm. You know? he, would hang, he was hanging around the team, he was mentoring young players, and he would always give of himself and of his time. You know? And it was only you know, relatively recently that you know, people even knew that he had been ill. I mean, he had a quadruple bypass back in mm-hmm. 2019, and that's when they discovered the cancer the first time. Mm-hmm. Thought they got it all. Unfortunately, they were wrong. Mm. And so as a result, uh, he uh, passed a palliative care and basically had said, you know, that was that. And for anyone who had seen it or wants to see it, uh, last night uh, was Montreal's first home, home game since the passing, and they had a wonderful tribute. In fact, the announcer tried repeatedly to move things along, and the fans would have none of it. They mm. kept chanting his name. They kept chanting, ole, 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 for over 10 minutes. Oh, geez. Now, there's a significance to that as well. Mm. Because Guy Lafleur's number, number 10. So, a fitting tribute, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the irony was as well, the entire game, like the boards, like you've seen a modern hockey game. It's literally advertisements on, advertisements oh, yeah. on the board, on the ice surface. Yeah. This, it was practically pristine. Because all they had was the Canadian's logo in black, his name, his signature, Mm-hmm. his date of birth, his date of death, mm-hmm. and thank you. And then same thing on, on the ice in a couple of places, but it was almost equivalent to when he played. Wow. Back when the boards were blank, Oh yeah, the ice was blank, mm-hmm. except for the logo of the team in the center ice. And the lines. And the, oh, yeah, of course, the lines. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like I said, it was it was something to behold because you, you were transported back to a much simpler time, mm. you know, as opposed to now where we're going into football slash soccer territory and they're putting advertisements on the jerseys. And if you watch TV, they're also putting advertisements on the field that actually aren't there. Yeah, which is really ironic because if you watch a Canadian broadcast, you get the Canadian uh, things on the field. Mm-hmm. You watch the American broadcast, the equivalent, American stuff on the field. You know, I mean, <laughs> they know their audience, but, mm. um, but... Yeah, I mean, and the irony was the song they chose, mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think they would go there mm-hmm. because they chose a very famous song, but they chose an English song which I thought was rather interesting. Okay. But they, cho- but they chose a very famous song. You know, you would probably know it because it's very famous in your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Sung by a certain Mr. Sinatra. Which one My is- Way. My Way. Oh, yes. 
Yeah. Wow. And so, like I said, you, you heard the entire song, and you're just, like, half the arena is singing along, and it's just, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There's... And now he's going to be late. He's going, there's going to be a state funeral for him. Well, state pro- provincial uh, funeral for him mm-hmm. next week. Uh, uh-huh. I think it's Wednesday. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that they, they'll at least play it on uh, over the air TV that I can record it because, of course, I'll be at work. Right. Because they normally hold these things around 11 or 12 in mm-hmm. the morning. Mm-hmm. So I do want to see. I do want to check that out. So. Wow. Well, very, very important person uh, in hockey history for sure. And... Well, I mean, people asked and they said, you know, because he is one of the last of his era. Mm-hmm. And we have to start thinking, what about the ones from the next era? Right. You know, and that's, that, that makes you think a bit, especially if you're, like me, and you've got a few miles on your own odometer, and you're like going, mm. oh, dear. Um, you're, what you said about Frank Sinatra reminds me. There are a few good recordings on YouTube, if you're into Frank Sinatra, of him performing in the 80s at the Nippon Budokan, I think. Okay, now that would be interesting. Oh, yes. And they're very good recordings, too. Hmm. Something but, to look out for. Yeah, the one where he play, where he sings New York, New York, amazingly, um, and uh, well, th- going to Japan here for a moment. Uh, we are um, still waiting word on the borders in Japan. They're still shut, <laughs> and um, there is a little bit of an offer from the Japan Railways, which uh, none of us can take advantage of. Um, there is a day called Tetsudo no Hi, which is October 14th. I think I've brought this up before. Um, and that is the day of the creation. I, I want to say it commemorates the creation of the Japanese National Railway, or it commemorates when the first quote-unquote train actually ran in the country. So uh, this October 14th is going to be uh, 150th anniversary. And um, what they're going to do, if you have, um, if I look this up correctly, if you have about 5,500 U.S. dollars lying around, you could receive one of 250 limited edition binders um, and the binders contain admission tickets to all 4,368 railway stations run by Japan Railways in Japan. That's an interesting collectible, but at that price? Yikes. I don't know how many tankers you're going to get for that. <laughs> and what's interesting is um, if you go this route, it's just going to be kind of like collecting coins because the coins are still legal tender more or less these tickets can actually be used to enter the train stations if you want they expire in march of 2023 okay why would you spend (laughs) that okay i'm again i have my hobbies we all have our hobbies like 
but I'm going, you'd spend that much money and then you'd actually use those tickets? Mm-hmm. That's Elon Musk level, I'm sorry. Limited to 250 sets. So you, you have to be, uh, you're probably going to have to enter a lottery to get that. Like a lot of the expensive trains that run in Japan these days for tourism. Mm. Yeah, that's that again. That that sounds very interesting. But I'm just going. I I I. I okay. Um, some also some news about uh, J Japanese trains. We've been talking about how trash cans are disappearing. So. Uh, I believe uh, Toei, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government, uh, in a few weeks they are going to remove all of their trash cans from train stations. Uh, I mean, okay. I, I can see that because the Japanese, you know, are very tidy, et cetera. They'll, you know, generally take their garbage and put it somewhere proper. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about the tourists and I'm going, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Oh, yeah. So um, they are going to keep recycling bins next to the vending machines, but that's going to be the only thing. Hmm. Well, we'll see how that turns out. I mean, it's much like the ban on plastic bags that's going into effect in Ontario, single-use plastic bags, that is. Um, so they're banning them. Um, Walmart's already started. I think the full ban is like in a couple months, but a lot of stores have already started. Yeah, New York State's well, the same way, I think. Well, I mean, part of the impetus is, look, if we can sell you a, re a reusable bag for, you know, 20 times the price, but only costs us five times the price of a, you know, single-use plastic bag, and you forget that bag the next time you come back here, and we sell you another bag, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I, I use reusable bags mainly for two reasons. One, because I don't want to have a zillion plastic bags in my house. Mm -hmm. And two, because the bags I have, have zippers. Mm. And you know, how, you, know how much, you know how much nicer it is when you have a bag that stuff can't fall out of, no matter what happens? Yeah. <laughs> Including, you know, things roll around in the car. You open the hatch, especially when you open the hatch from the front seat and you walk the back and you hear thump. And you're like, yep, something fell out. <laughs> I don't hear, I don't hear broken glass, so it wasn't anything that important. But mm. something fell out. But, uh, but yeah, um, it looks like um, I think the official reason they they gave um, for removing the trash cans was for counterterrorism measures. But the article that I'm reading from Soda News also points out. They're going to save a ton of money uh, because of the uh, lack of uh, garbage collection that will now be in effect. Well, I think the garbage collection one is, a, is probably the more, more likely of the two. Although, I mean, if you remember Rail Wars, actually, no, I can't, I can't say that the bomb was there. It was somewhere else. I mean, they, one of their big things was trying to figure out where the bomb was, and they went That's through right. garbage bins. Yeah. They went through lockers. It mm -hmm. wasn't where that. It wasn't in any of those places, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was in a dog carrier, but that's besides yeah. the point. Oh man, Rail Wars is. Uh, 
How old is Rail Wars? Uh, about eight years, six years, something like that? Something like that. Like I said, it's one of those shows where the plot just stuck because of all the, the train stuff and then the random fan service that sort of got shoved in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite was the final ep- the the extra episode where the one female character walks in to the male character's room who has a giant train set going throughout, you know, and is running the train set as she walks in. Yeah. And the train sort of, you know, hits Mount Fuji twice <laughs> and derails. And it's like, whoops. <laughs> no, uh, I have, uh, we have a lot of things on our radar for when the borders open. Uh, will it happen soon? Nobody knows at this point because... You look in the news lately, there's just not a lot of information going around about um, tourism. And a lot of people are, you know, you're reading more and more opinion pieces in the news um, every so often saying, when is Japan going to reopen? When is Japan going to reopen? Well, I know Canada has has released some more of the restrictions. I mean, it's easier. It's still not perfect. Right. I mean, they've... Hell, they finally, after two plus years, said you can have guests in your build in your unit now in my building. Okay, so it's like, oh wow, it's no longer a prison with you know security service. Ooh, I'm gonna make a note about that. Well, it was funny because they issued an announcement saying they were allowing party room bookings. So I happened to write and say. Does this mean that the prohibition against guests in your suite is over? Took them about two hours to finally write back to me and go, yes, those signs will come down too. (laughs) I'm like, you'd think those two things would be tied together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the people who run my building now, they're not exactly what I'd call the sharpest tools in the shed. So, yeah, I'm going to have to write that down along with my quarantine plan. Because apparently you still need a quarantine plan. Well, not if you're fully vaccinated. That, that's Even if changing. you're fully vaccinated, I believe. Well, no, they've changed that. You better you better double they check. Did? They cha- okay. Yeah, they, cha- they changed some, some more of the restrictions. That's what I was referring to. So I'm pretty sure the quarantine plan part goes away if you're fully vaccinated. Wow. Yeah. Very, very promising news. Yes, well, I, I would like to hope that the U.S. would reciprocate because, frankly, like I said, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I have been trapped in my home yeah. pretty much for two freaking years. Mm. I got to get out of here. <laughs> um, so we'll have more on travel really in just a little bit because we have to set up Mario Kart, and that's a form of travel. So... Yes, but at least there's no, you know, possible danger. <laughs> Unless we play that one track, Tokyo Blur, and I happen to yeet myself off that one section where there's no guardrail. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> that, 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 that does not end well. <laughs> so And ends up with me getting carted back on the track. Hey, stupid. Boom. So we're going to set things up for that now, uh, but uh, as per usual, we have the closing commentary. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this uh, Twitch stream or anything you hear on our archive podcasts, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. 
or hit us up on social media. How do you do that? Go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And don't forget, archived versions of these podcasts are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So, uh, oh, Mika Zelda's here. Hello, Mika Zelda. You remember um, when I said uh, um, that I'm writing and producing something for the station? Well, they're having uh, an integral part of this. And again, I'll be happy to share with you more details in due course. But uh, that is it for now. I forget, uh, Mika also has like the... uh, like the Pentagon there for for cheers. That's the cheer icon. So if you cheer enough, you also get a cheer icon next to your name. That's cool. Aha. So nice. Um, so we will uh, go ahead and uh, set things up now. Uh, we thank you for joining us for this special Monday podcast. Um, next week uh, we will see what the schedule is. I do know um, a game that some people have been wanting to try, Rift Tracks, releases next Thursday, I think. Um, that's from the people of what, uh, from the people behind What the Dub and Rift Tracks, which are the three guys from Mystery Science Theater 3000. So um, that is going to turn out to be one interesting uh, spin on What the Dub, I think. Yes, and speaking of releases, Friday, Wii Sports or Switch Sports releases. Oh, yes. Already pre-downloaded on my Switch. And I'm going, okay, just remember, you aren't as flexible as you used to be. Do not make out like you're Miguel Cabrera (laughs) or you're going to hurt yourself. Oh, do I have to pick up that? I wonder if I've pre-ordered it. I I forget. If you had, you would have received an email like I did on Monday saying, we've charged you on your, you know, payment method. And the next time you use your switch after Monday, it would have pre-downloaded, which is what happened in my case. Okay. I'm going to look at my open orders on Amazon because that's where it would have. uh... Well, I I ordered it directly from Nintendo. Okay. No, the only pre-order I have right now is the. Re-release of Rick Astley's Whenever You Need Somebody, which is happening next month. Somebody's getting Rick rolled. Yeah. And it's probably you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, we will set up for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, Mika, if you would like to join us, you are more than welcome. Um, and uh, we will keep you informed about our schedule as per usual on our usual social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Discord, and possibly Twitter. Elon Musk's favorite, you know, crap posting site. (laughs) So uh, thank you for watching and listening to the podcast. We will see you next time. Uh, Stick around for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. In the meantime, for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening. And remember... Keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario uh, Twitch podcast. And don't forget, archive podcasts, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. And we'll see you guys in just a few minutes.